Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. My guest today is Dr. Harmony Bell. Dr. Harmony is an independent chiropractor practicing on Newbury Street in Boston, Massachusetts. A native New Englander from Mount Desert Island, Dr. Bell is a 2015 Northeast College of Health Sciences graduate. Dr. Bell's interest in musculoskeletal pain management began during their undergraduate career, studying the immunohistochemical markers of chronic pain due to spinal nerve injury. Yes, I practiced that one. Uh, While in Mm -hmm. clinical rotations, Dr. Bell had a pleasure of working with veterans at the Bath Veterans Association Medical Center, terminal care patients at the Monroe Community Hospital, and the Elmira Pioneers baseball team. Since opening the Boston Clinic in April 2016, Dr. Bell has had the privilege of treating some of the world's top elite track and field athletes in preparation for the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix, Adidas Boost Boston Games, Boston Marathon, and the Spring Olympics. Quite a list of things. Welcome, Dr. Harmony Bell. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So fun stuff. You're out in Massachusetts. We're in Minnesota, a little bit different weather and kind of cold here, but uh, lots of fun things to talk about today. Of course. Yeah. No, I just actually finished up with um, one of those events. Um, The New Balance Indoor Grand Prix was about two weeks ago. It's so funny that I've like kind of found myself coming back constantly to like my original teenage injuries and things like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned that I'm a chiropractor. And so it's kind of been a a fun journey, um, blending like, you know, sort of my background in uh, neuroscience research, uh, as well as athletics, and the two have kind of come together. And, you know, now I'm able to see a huge range of like uh, patients at my office all the way from like folks who are competing at a really high level who often do not speak English. So uh, I work with uh, like an international elite athlete agency. So they're bringing me their athletes that may not be supported by us a track and field. So, sure. you know, it's like, I, you know, go and, treat folks from Ethiopia and Greece and all that stuff, but they all come to Boston. So yeah. Oh, heck yeah. It's like the, the Mecca of of sports stuff, isn't it? Boston marathon out there. So it seems to be, especially running Boston's running from something. Yeah. We'll find out what. (laughs) Very true. Very true. (laughs) So that's kind of a really good segue into my first question that I always like like to ask people. It's what's your story. You kind of explained a little bit of it, but um, why did brain health uh, get to be an interest for you? Yeah, so definitely, you know, people need to be in a good place mentally to Mm -hmm. be able to recover from physical injuries, you know, Uh, a huge part of physical rehab is things like motivation, um, and consistency and all that, you know, sort of things that float around the fitness world. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times I find more and more I am having to have conversations with my patients where, you know, I'm trying to convince them to forgive themselves, you know, for, you know, I didn't work out hard enough, you know, I haven't been doing this long enough, I'm not doing this right. And it's kind of been interesting since the pandemic, especially, um, I guess what they're tossing around is uh, this term gamification, you know, Mm -hmm. with rehab and injury recovery, there's like this whole mentality where 
you know, thinking about your recovery in a linear sort of progression. I know a lot of people have been saying that now progress is not linear, um, yeah. uh, but breaking things up into little chunks, you know, whether that's, you know, if you have like a, a back injury, breaking that down to, okay, well, I hurt when, you know, I am moving my spine a certain way. Let's like yeah. look at what we can to, to, you know, support that movement, you know, instead of, oh, let's, get rid of this pain, you know, right. It's like right. a little bit more, a little bit more functional training, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And we were kind of talking before I hit record to you is that I kind of got into the whole functional medicine realm a few years ago where we don't just put the band-aids on things anymore. We try to figure out what's going on. And if you can find out what that root cause of your pain is, you can prevent further injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like, that's really, um, the big deal with pain is thinking about pain, you know, yeah. these days is a, is a very large area of study. Um, and, you know, chronic pain in particular has to do with, you know, injury to nerves and nerve roots and, you know, the physiological mechanisms of what happens, you know, when you have that injury, you know, right. it's like kind of where a lot of my roots came from. Um, originally I was a, neuroscience researcher. Um, I have some published research on uh, CGRP, which is sort of an inflammatory, you know, sort of metabolite that shows up in the spinal cord, actually, when you have injury to peripheral nerves. Yeah. So back in the day, I was doing little tiny uh, (laughs) L5 mouse spinal nerve root transections and then going in and slicing up little bits of spinal cord to see what was there. Wow. a little bit morbid, but it was an important finding. Yeah. Um, and now some of that research has been used for headache medications um, and, you know, migraine medications and things like that. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I yeah. think that is exactly the marker that they use in some of the new migraine injectable medications. Yeah. It's really wild. Yeah. Cause there's yeah. just so much about the nervous system that, you know, we just kind of haven't really looked into, you know, cause it's, you know, everybody's yeah. like, oh, it's wires, you know, they go one yeah. way, they go the other way. But, you know, this um, probably one of the funnest areas of research that I've been reading a lot on lately is, um, you know, fascia and interstitium. Mm-hmm. Like interstitium was recently named, you know, the newest <laughs> organ system and all that sort of fun buzzwords. Um, but it is true, you know, it's like we have these very large microscopic neural networks, you know, yeah. and we we really need to be able to let the brain and the body speak so that they can, you know, send the correct white blood cells, you know, to areas that need to be fixed. And, you know, same thing kind of happens with pain response. You know, a lot of times now I'm telling my patients that, you know, a back spasm or a muscle spasm is a lot more like an anxiety attack than like, you know, a bruise. Mm -hmm. It's much more, you know, how your thinking about it and, you know, how you're reacting to it and how you're anticipating how something might feel than how it actually mm-hmm. feels. So it's like the newest, uh, the newest buzzword that everybody's really into is hyperalgesia. Yes. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone knows analgesics are like, you yep. know, pain medications, but you know, your nervous system can be heightened, you know, when yes. you're in a certain guarded state, and of right. course, nobody likes hearing like, oh, it's all in your head. And that's certainly not to say that because all pain is real, of course. Right. But right. Much like an anxiety attack or like, you know, if 
if for example, you know, if you had arachnophobia, you know, we, we wouldn't immediately put a spider on you, you know, it's like, we might show you a picture of the spider, you know, and tell you some facts about the spider. And, you know, maybe you'll watch a video or like, you know, look at a toy or something like that. And similarly, we can like kind of approach the same thing with back pain, you know, where we're like, okay, well, let's like look at a model of your back and like, you know, let's look at how these bones move and then, you know, how that relates to this muscle. And then let's try it, you know, in a different kind of environment, you know, let's try this in, you know, more of a passive way, you know, rather than like standing to do a deadlift, let's try like, you know, just doing some like kneeling to tall kneeling and take some of the pressure off. Like it's, it's kind of funny how we can kind of like work our way backwards into things that people are so terrified to do when they first walk into my office. (laughs) Yeah. That whole desensitization thing, trying to get them over those little humps uh, to get to the next next space. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. yeah, No, the fun thing about that is like, you know, you can kind of apply that to other areas of your life, you know, absolutely. Like it's, it's just another sort of coping skill, (laughs) essentially just coping skills. But, you know, instead of for anxiety, you know, it's around lifting a box, you know, or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you think about it too, so when we, when we're studying medicine, chiropractic, any of those, we are looking at how the body works and how it, how it all manages itself together. If you look at even like a Google image of where our nerves go, you've got your brain at the top and all of those little nerves really go branch out everywhere in the body. It looks like a human body. And when you look, look at where all those nerves go. So even the thought that it's all in your head, I, my response to that is, well, it is because your brain is inside your skull and that's where it all originates is all that information. We get all of these signals up to our brain and the brain sends all these signals back out to every place in our body. So yeah, it's in your head, but it's got a physiological reason for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a powerful sort of metaphor to like get people to really realize that, you know, we're tubes. Yeah. We're just tubes with, you know, sentient goo. Yeah, running around. sending a lot of messages just, around there. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of messages. And, you know, like, yeah, I guess, like, that's sort of the other thing that I try to uh, help people out with, sort of realizing that, you know, like, there's a little bit of seasonality to mm-hmm. rehab as well. You know, it's like, sometimes in your life, you're going to be able to do more. Sometimes in life, you're going to be able to do less, you know, you know, you, if you can forgive yourself for like maybe having a little bit of extra winter weight, you know, <laughs> maybe you can forgive yourself for, you know, not being as active, you know, maybe we can look at other things and, you know, maybe we can invest more in like hobbies and other things that make us happy, you know, and that can kind yeah. of, you know, distract a little sometimes. Sometimes we forget to do things that, you know, bring us joy and that mm-hmm. can also contribute to a pain cycle. Oh, like, gosh, yeah. Yeah. If you're not yeah. looking for the positive things that, it, that are happening in your life, it's going to be hard to get out of that pain cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just got to celebrate small wins and, you know, just bring yourself back to a grounded area. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are the, some of the things that you do to keep your own brain healthy in, in, uh, in terms of taking care of everybody else, especially? Yeah, um, I think realistically, honestly, one of the best things that I do for myself is, you know, I've just picked 
a good environment, you know, for myself, I don't have a, gar- a car, so um, I don't enjoy driving. It stresses mm-hmm. me right the heck out. It always has. Yeah. And so, you know, I moved to an area that was bikeable. Um, yeah. I do a lot of bike commuting. Um, I've been able to bike to work like at least once a month. You know, that's probably more to climate change and things. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, also investing a little bit in, you know, infrastructure and stuff like that. Um, and I think this year I've been trying to, you know, invest in my hobbies a little bit more because um, yeah. for years and years and years, it's been about building the practice, building the practice, you know. Mm-hmm doing every single thing every single dollar is like investing but I finally was able to like I like took a little watercolor class you know at the Museum of Fine Arts um a couple of weeks ago and that was great nice investing in you now exactly yeah 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 and probably the other thing is like just staying connected with some of my other local businesses you know both from like being a small business owner and just like, you know, having feeling like I have a little bit of like a stake in my, my, my local community, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of cute. Like my parents um, are trying to size down right now. So they gave me their whole vinyl record collection. So yeah. I've been going back and forth to my like local, uh, you know, trade and sell vinyl record shop and, you know, nice. talk and shop with those guys. And it's great, you know, and now they know me and I yep. know them and, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll strike up a deal and I can bring the portable table over someday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making those connections wherever we can. And again, that was something we talked about earlier too, was was just getting that human connection in because uh, being stuck in the COVID world, we didn't really see people and get to talk to people much. So that's yeah. always uh, and a huge part is just making those connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely just like, I don't know, and I know not everybody can do it, but I, I've been able to like have so much weird time in the day, you know, like with my patient schedule to like just find little weird spaces in downtown Boston. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that like, you know, everywhere has small hole in the wall, pretty places to to look at. Yeah, yep. I've been out to Boston once. I, there are a lot of, it's like a huge hole in the wall. The whole thing is beautiful. So the yeah. whole thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Absolutely. there's like a ton of speakeasies that are opening up now, which oh, is the new trend. Nice, yeah, yeah, like this weird thing where, like, you know, you you don't even realize that a restaurant's there. Yeah, there's like a fantastic one called Wig Shop, huh. and it actually used to be a a wig shop. Oh, funny. Okay, very good. I yeah, it was the funniest thing because I you know my bus stop was there for a long time, but they ended up keeping the facade. Sure. And the same sign, but they just blacked everything out. And now you like go through a black door and all of a sudden you're in this like beautiful cocktail lounge. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I haven't I seen a it. hidden I haven't haven't seen a hidden place like that in, in Minneapolis in a while. We gotta get some more of those. So oh, there you go. Things to work on. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. So I got to get back on track here. So uh, do you have like one or two tips that you would give our listeners of things that they can do now to try to um, get themselves healthier in any way? A little bit healthier. Yeah. Um, So definitely, you know, everyone says walking because it's true, you know, like, yeah, definitely building in sort of little infrastructures for yourself, I often find is the best way to, you know, build a habit. And, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily exercise, you know, I am a big fan of doing things, you know, the wrong way, just for the hell of it. Um, You know, like brushing your teeth with your left hand, you know, 
learning a new skill, anything you can do for like a little bit of like, you know, differentiated stimuli, shake up your life a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that because I actually hurt my uh, elbow this last year and uh, had to switch over to my left hand to brush my teeth. And now I'm finding it hard to switch back. (laughs) Yeah. It's like my new routine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there you go. Now you permanently have like a little bit more muscle tone in that left hand. Yep. Yep. Just stimulate your brain in different ways. Very cool. Exactly. Um, a little shift again. So where do you think, um, I think chiropractors has always been on the cusp of this because, uh, you guys think about things differently. You're not always putting the band-aids on generally anyway. Whereas I've been in typical Western medicine where we put band-aids on things and we try not to find the root cause, but yeah, uh, where would you like to, or where do you think the future of our uh, medicine and our medical practices are going? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, you know, obviously like to see things go a little bit smaller and, you know, more personalized care. I think that there's going to be a lot more people seeking out, you know, private physiotherapy, chiropractic, you know, whatever flavor of manual therapy mm-hmm. is your choice, you know, uh, people are looking for answers, you know, and uh, unfortunately, these days, it seems like a lot of primary care services are, you know, just kind of about ticking boxes. And, you know, we need more one on one conversations, and, you know, a little bit more creative problem solving, rather mm-hmm. than just, you know, kind of getting people out the door. Um, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that this, you know, there's a lot of coach coaches right now going yeah. on and I'm hoping <laughs> that that's not like complete, you know, like a little bit of BS going on, but I'm hoping long-term <laughs> it'll, it'll be for the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think we do have a, a lot of room for growth in that. Um, and just, as you mentioned, just the individualized care, there's not a cookie cutter approach for anything that we do. So to try to fool ourselves into thinking that we can just check a box and everybody, everything's going to be fine. It's not really how that works. Um, even working in neurology in the hospital. So I see stroke patients, I see general neurology, a little bit of everything. But when I do that, it's the stroke side is a little bit easier, as we say, because it is more regimented. You have more boxes to check, but no two, stro- no two strokes are the same. No two patients are the same. No two recovery plans are the same. So we do need this individualization. Yeah, I'm really excited because it seems like a lot more physiotherapists and chiropractors are offering telehealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really fascinating way to be able to literally climb in and like see what people are working with in their homes because a lot of times what I'm doing is like okay what do you already have at your house like I don't want you to like buy 10 more things when you're already paying for this visit it's like what do we have do we have couch cushions you know do we have textbooks do we have anything heavy do we have anything sturdy how much space are you looking at and uh doing the telehealth thing is really one of the best ways to like literally peer into someone's actual life and you get so much more than what they'll tell you because mm-hmm. you know nobody's gonna like come into their visit and be like oh well obviously my problem is that my living room <laughs> has too many <laughs> tiny rugs that I'm gonna trip on like you know right. that's not what they're gonna tell me at the office they're just gonna say my hip hurts yeah <laughs> yeah oh it's fascinating I've never thought about uh, using telehealth but I suppose COVID kind of made, yeah. made you need to do that yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't done it personally, but a lot of my friends have. Um, and I think that that's absolutely fascinating. And I'm hoping yeah. to add that to my practice this year. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of that's figuring cool out the, the software. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, the whole logistical thing to it. Very good. Exactly. Cool. So, yeah. and you, you have your own private practice. What are you doing? Any projects or any special things you want to share with our listeners uh, within that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, besides just the same old, you know, kind of working on, on Newbury street kind of thing. Um, I am also working on a digital fitness planner. Um, that's kind of like something that I've been working on for myself for the past year or so. I actually broke my leg, uh, last year in January and uh, suddenly I found myself being the patient uh, so I had all this time so uh, I started writing and I'm kind of working on this it's half an ebook like a beginner's fitness you know a little bit of physiology a little bit of basics of fitness and you know things like that Uh, and then it is six weeks of sort of a calendar like a very flexible calendar that you're it's meant to be like on an ipad tablet sort of situation but it's got stickers and you know all sorts of interactive you know little check boxes and (laughs) you know hyperlinked tabs and things like that but i'm uh, i'm still finishing that up a little bit and it's something that i'm kind of beta testing with my patients and then hopefully that'll be out this year very cool yeah, any resources are always helpful for patients things that they can hold on to things that they can look at um I love the idea of stickers. That's where I got started when I was starting to get yeah. my routine in fitness is I had an adult sticker chart. I needed that on my fridge so I could see what I was doing and um, what was my yeah. consistency like. And it yeah. worked. Exactly. I absolutely love those like magnetic whiteboards, mm-hmm. like all day, every day. Like I, that's changed my life um just putting that you know like huge whiteboard on my fridge so that everything's there and you know it's motivational that you know oh, I want to fill out my week and yep. I want to you know have the same sort of things and kind of gets you into a little bit of a organizational you know yeah hierarchy I guess to figure out what's important this week and what can we move to next week <laughs> very good yeah uh the whole triage process right we do that all the time with our patients exactly so exactly in your life as well that works yeah Uh, and those those visual cues are so helpful our i think our brain likes those visual cues too um Mm -hmm. it's just easy to kind of place things and i'm a very visual learner myself so when i have things that i can look at it's so helpful yeah yeah and that's the way i do it that's why i always tell my patients it's like okay if you're gonna do these stretches every day tie them to something else that you're doing like You know, do your neck stretches in the shower, roll out your feet while you're brushing your teeth, like yeah. get two things done at once. Oh, heck yeah. That way they don't feel like they're, they're losing time adding these mm-hmm. things into their daily practice. Oh yeah. Or get bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very true. Um, I do want, I, I think we could probably talk a lot more on all of these topics. Um, I do want to be respectful of your time and keep to it that, that half hour that I promised you here. Um, of course. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about uh, your, your resource and any, or anything else that you're working on? Sure. So um, probably one of my bigger platforms is TikTok. Um, I am just bell cairo b-e-l-l-c-h-i-r-o um that's where i tend to do like my most frequent posting for some reason i think it's just easiest (laughs) for me to get my ideas out the fastest um but then my long form um information is all on instagram which is the same bell cairo but then you add boston to that one um or my website is bellcarpracticboston.com 
Very nice. Very nice. Any last little things that you want to leave our listeners with for today? Oh man, I'm just so, uh, so hopeful for everybody this year. You know, I, I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of interesting stuff in Boston and all over the country and I'm hoping everybody can get real organized and, and level it up this year. I hope <laughs> Started so out real bad with that train deal room. It can't get worse. Uh, well, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Caution with that one. Yeah. But yeah, I am. I'm hoping that uh, we always want to be cautious not to say this is going to be our year because then you kind of want to smack whoever sat upside the head because they jinxed us all. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping we, I'm hoping we can do some better things this year as well. Uh, do a lot of growing on everybody's individual and public standpoint. Mm-hmm. All right. So nice talking with you, Mandy. Have a great you day. Well. You too. Thanks. Okay. Mom. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of brain wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.